that's a growler. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute where we analyze, scrutinize, and musical rise. The movie, The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howarth. I'm a very getting scared Trini Steele. <laughs> and I'm Donnie. Welcome back, Donnie. We made it to Wednesday. Yeah. This Wednesday we're going to talk about Minute 52, which starts with Andy Will continuing his explanation of how the first gate works. But it ends with the Sphinx's eyes beginning to open on the night in the gate. And this is, like, the scariest music. When I was a little kid, like, this music I thought was, like, the most, like, (gasps) bad things. This music is so intense. Oh, man. Well, first, the, well, the minute starts with him finishing what he was saying last minute. But I love how Atreyu jumps when Enkiwook shouts, and I did, too. (laughs) Did you have your volume turned up really high? I mean, high enough. It's very startling. This was a heavy minute to lay on 10, 11-year-old me. <laughs> oh, man. Why don't you tell us about that, Donnie? <laughs> this is just some serious stuff afoot. Like, oh, okay, well, finally, the kid can take a break because this ironclad knight is here to, uh, you know, help him out. No. <laughs> Not the case at all. I think this may be the reason I never play a warrior in RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> I've never wanted to be covered up in armor like that and fake, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. I'll just boldly ride forth into danger. <laughs> no, thanks. Well, I prefer my leathers. <laughs> I have a question before we get into the specifics of this night and that looks fancy and seeing what he really thinks of himself. Why is he here? Is it just because it's Fantasia? He's a knight. This is fantasy. Like there are, what? There are probably other reasons to go to the Oracle. Yeah, or he's got is, his own questions. Oh, is okay. it a question, or do you think he's really just trying to prove himself? I assume it was just unrelated to Atreus thing, and he's just a coincidence. Yeah, he's off. He's got to win the hand of a princess or something, and needs to ask the Oracle a question. I always assume that he really. He was so unsure of himself that he was trying to prove himself like, I'm so manly and awesome, I can make it to the Southern Oracle. Watch me go. Boom. (laughs) Masculinity minute. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Let me tell you, Sphinxes, what's going on here. See, I'm going to walk through this thing. (laughs) Oh, man. The the way this works. (laughs) So this is a knight in all black armor, complete with cape, plume on top of his head, He's carrying a lance and riding a black horse. And is there anything greater than Engiwook's encouraging slash heckling of him? (laughs) Why is Engiwook so happy that this guy's going to die? He's going to get some more measurements. He's going to take some readings. I'm assuming (laughs) that's what those crystals do. (laughs) Engiwook has the measure of this guy immediately. Because what he says is, here comes one that looks fancy. Let's see what he really thinks of himself. So... He already is like, yeah, I've seen these knights show up before. This ain't going to end well. <laughs> That's disturbing. That's I hadn't considered that, but Ingiwook has seen countless people die right in front of him. <laughs> That's right. How many people a day <laughs> oh try to God. go through this? Enough to where he's jaded and cynical. Ah, check out this guy. <laughs> Wait and see what happens to this dude. 
god. And he's like, he's acting like he's riding a horse and everything. He's like, go for it, go, go, go. <laughs> well, and Atreyu looks so happy for him when he thinks the knight is going to make it. Like, he is he is team knight yeah. in this minute. Well, Atreyu, Atreyu is Bastion. Atreyu is us, the viewer. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, a knight. Right on. We like knights. They're good. <laughs> Man. Now See, we're going to get stuff done. Maybe it's because he's all black, including the horse and his weapon, that I I don't know. Or it's just the musical cue. And I was just like, bad, bad, don't, no, none of this, bad. Now, <laughs> this is all about your actual self-worth, correct? Th- am, am I right? What in I, that's what my question was. Because so, it's that you have to believe you're worthy of getting through. Right. So is that is that Lance... I mean, is is it standing for something? Kind of like the guys that drive the big cars. You know, he's trying to make up for something. He's trying to be something he's not. Sphinx Just saying. Is, yeah, the Sphinxes see right through your compensation right attempts. Oh, yes. my God. I love it. Might as well be a Ferrari. We are... We are making assumptions. We don't know this is, isn't a female knight. I've seen Game of Thrones. Brienne of Tarth is amazing, but I love this so much more <laughs> that I'm just going to assume that no one in the 80s assumed a woman would be in armor. So right. I love this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, if, if this were a meme, in fact, I may make a meme for this that says compensate much. <laughs> <laughs> We were all told when when the tree went on this journey, he was not supposed to take any weapons. And well, this knight does not a know tree the rules. Is a child. Yeah, but this guy does not know the rules apparently. Well, he's not on the same quest though. He doesn't have the Oran or whatever. That guy or woman's quest. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. It's definitely a guy. Yeah. If he says, well, actually, to the Sphinxes, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's implied. As actually, they start, as they start to open their eyes, well, actually, if I'm you, not as bad as you think I am. If you this crank so up the volume, you can hear him say, "Ladies." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, as he sees what the yeah. as he sees the game for the first time, nice. Yeah, hey. like, they do notice me. <laughs> Can't keep your eyes off me, can you? Saturdays are for the Sphinxes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, These Sphinxes are nonplussed. Like, uh, the close-up of their face. Yes. Uh, not impressed. Not and so This nice walking up like, yeah, I walk up, the clothes fall off. That's just how it is. <laughs> I love it. This is great. Um... It's distracting me from my problem with this minute. And it's kind of a problem with Engiwick in general. I think we've already kind of danced around this. But so by the end of the minute, Engiwick wants to see. He pulls the I'm the scientist card. You know, give me back my toy. He's the one who told Atreyu to watch through the telescope. Yes, this is the, the classic binocular movie trope that is in every movie ever. When one person has a pair of binoculars and the other boat doesn't. Come on, it's my turn. Let me see. Let me see. I know. We, we've we've all seen it in the cartoons. Yeah. And- he should have established rules. Like, look through the telescope. Then we'll take turns. Like, he well, just says look through the telescope. And then he gets annoyed that Atreus is looking through the telescope. He's also presumably seen this scene play out lots of times before. He's got a problem. 
he oh, likes no. to see this happen. Boy, this you're... is back to like psychopath Enkiwak territory. Yes, yeah. he he's definitely oh, not firing all all emotional cylinders he's here. He's got a dark side to him. <laughs> he enjoys this a little too much. Thought of that, but yeah, even if you take away the enjoyment of it, because you can see on his face, he also is kind of rooting for the knight to make it. Despite his heckling, despite his being sure that it won't work, when Atreyu says, you know, I think he's going to make it, Engiwuk is kind of disappointed because he was wrong, but you can kind of see the promise of like, oh, this is going to be great. Someone's going to get through. You know what? You're you're right. You're you're absolutely right. But again, how many times is it? You're right. Like, who's just sitting up there watching this happen over and over and a, over again? We're getting a real view into Ingewook's psychopathy. <laughs> yeah. psychopathy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is his this is his television. I, I don't know if I have the stones to read his book once he publishes it. Oh, that's gonna be a dark oh, book. Yeah. Like I've watched I watch a lot of criminal minds and this guy's <laughs> yeah. this guy would would make their their books interesting. Oh, I just thought of something with the costuming. Do you think he's taking out his frustration? He, he's tamped down his emotions clearly. He is not processing what he is saying. Do you think his stress relief of that, his action for that, is grinding his teeth and that's why he's only got the one left? Who could be? I thought Tiani was going to go somewhere else with that when she said, look at the costuming. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, do you think he gets all his clothes from the charred bodies that he finds? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. It's like, no, they they actually look pretty sharp. Like his clothes are, his clothes are nice for a psychopathic scientist elf <laughs> or whatever you know, he is. One, one large knight's armor could be like five outfits. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't know what Engiwuk is. I just realized that. He never says, does he, what... Um, I mean, no, he's I, obviously not human, but no one in Fantasia is. Engiwuk and Urgul. I mean, Atreyu's not even human, but he's very yeah. humanoid. I've yeah. just always assumed they were gnomes. That's what I wanted. Like, gnomes are... They're not dwarves, because we don't get... I don't know. I would totally buy gnomes. Gnomes are traditionally, like, tinkery, right? Yes. Yeah, and she she's a doctor, but she definitely goes the uh, homeopathic. Yeah. So yeah, she'd be like rooting around in a garden, gathering ingredients. I'm on board with gnomes. Okay. Yeah. And while I do like the idea of him scrounging for these things, I don't see him taking that trip. That oh, I don't see him getting that close. Yeah. yeah. He's happy up on his mountain, watching from afar. I probably sends Urgul. Ooh, oh, I can see that. Oh. No, now, because Urgul would have been through this gate in two seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. That's why she can go get the armors, because they won't shoot her. Maybe she goes to the Oracle all the time, but just forgets because she passes through that gate. <laughs> <laughs> or, this is the movie version where there are only two gates. She goes all the time, but she won't tell him. Yeah. Because, I mean, and not even won't tell him. He doesn't know she goes. And that's why she doesn't mind his power trip. Of calling her wench and making her do the manual yeah. labor. And she's just like, you know what? I'm going to turn this crank because I know everything you've ever wanted to know. Every every weekend she's clubbing at the Oracle and all the all her friends there are like, <laughs> all her friends are like hey, 
has Enki Wick finished his book yet on the Oracle? And she's like, no, nah, I never tell him anything. He doesn't know I come here. <laughs> yeah, he, he hasn't made it past the second set of sphinxes yet. Yeah. He has no now, idea. He thinks I'm out gathering herbs right now. <laughs> <laughs> so how many people do you think Enki Wick has brought up to this mountaintop to watch people die? I don't think he brings anyone else up. Falcor brought Atreyu there. Yeah. In the Again, in the book. Well, actually, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in the book, um, I'm trying to remember if it's a mountaintop observatory. I definitely read it as he's a bit closer to the gate. Maybe not, like, right there, but definitely closer. And so his house is on the road to the gate, essentially. So he sees people coming and going all the time. That's how he, like, either how he got started interested or why he chose to live there. But it's usually like, you know, giving them a nice hot meal before they try the gate or okay, so he to does interact information with... afterwards. He does interact with them, but it's not this level of, I almost want to say intimacy, but the way this discussion is going, I'm afraid to. <laughs> um, he, he doesn't show him his Dexter kill room. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> Weirdly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, so if that's the case, you know, does, when these knights show up at his door, does he like, yeah, this guy's so going to die, but he has to keep it to himself. So he doesn't tip the hat like, yo, you might not want to go through there. You're not worthy. Yeah. Like, this Whoa. poor fool that serves an example doesn't even get a meal. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if it's like he used to try and tell them and he realized like, well, the ones that really need the warning are the ones that are least likely to listen to me. Yeah. So I'm just wasting my breath. <laughs> Might as well enjoy the show. Oh. <laughs> Usually he takes popcorn up to the mountaintop with him. <laughs> that <laughs> He's already got the Kool-Aid. <laughs> that existence sounds like a downer. And he is surprisingly stable for someone who does what he does and sees what he sees. I think he's cracked. I think he is so on the other side of that wall that See he needs he needs that he needs that telescope between him. It's kinda of like the death that we see on TV now that doesn't bother us anymore. Yeah. He needs that telescope to kind of be the barrier between it. Oh, I didn't I I didn't say he was stable. I said he was surprisingly stable given the circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> Do you true. think, oh God, all right, let's make it tragic again. Maybe <laughs> when this first started, he would really try and warn people and it really bothered him. And maybe Urkel's the one who kind of like got him through that would make him like calming potions. And when he woke up in the middle of the night screaming, like kind of look after him and help him, rela- you know. Do you think that's why they... Because they have that old married couple vibe they, of... They we've do been weave through, a beautiful we've, dance. We've been through stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it's, easy to, it's easy to get blinded by the, the sentences and stuff, but hundreds of years he's been doing this. He's seen like three nights a day come through this thing <laughs> for hundreds of years. I don't think there's that. I don't think it's that many. <laughs> I really don't. I think this is rare, not unknown, obviously, that someone's trying to go through, but I don't think it's an everyday occasion. It's like a chop shop going through this thing. No. <laughs> do, you, do you think after a tray makes it through, he's like, well, time for a new hobby. The thrill is gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thrill is scrapping the book. Let's figure something else out. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, spoiler for future minute. He's super excited when Atreyu gets this. Yeah, yeah. At first, sure. It's new. It's, it's, it's a different. A, it's a surprise. Yeah. It's a different kind of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, now that we've ruined Endgame work for me. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have had me on this show. <laughs> This is what we live for here, Donnie. This is what we live for. I was going to say, as disappointed as I am in all three of us, I also think this is kind of brilliant, and I'm kind of impressed with us. (laughs) This got deep. We strive to impress you. So (laughs) we did... We did. <laughs> we did mention the music here. It gets super intense. I like can't if you like, it. just this one minute. When you guys watch this on the Listener Society, just listen to the music. Close your eyes. Listen how intense it gets up to the last second. <laughs> and then think about how stressed Tyranny is. <laughs> it really takes you back. Like watching this minute, um, I was ten again. I mean, I've watched plenty of things that I enjoyed when I was a kid, but this, like, I put myself back to seeing that. I saw this in theaters, and it was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. I did not see this in theaters. I could only imagine. Yeah. It'd be super loud. It gives me chills just thinking about it. Yeah. Oh. I, like I got the lasers, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. See, Daddy, I saw this as a really little kid, and so most of the movie didn't scare me kind of infamously even things that thomas was scared of but <laughs> i this it's coming up actually i don't think it's this week i think it's next week when a tray is going through the gate was the one thing in the movie where like i always had a pillow ready so i could like throw my head down and not <laughs> yeah. look at the screen and i think it's because like this music the sphinx is like i can feel my shoulders tensing i have to like keep <laughs> yeah. consciously putting my shoulders back and down because they want to like <laughs> hunch up as i know like what's about to happen (laughs) i would be interested to take that music and take like a a workplace of people in their you know mid-30s early 40s people of (laughs) our generation and pipe that in over like the muzak and see if people just tense up (laughs) (laughs) to see how they react yeah (laughs) I think I got a little inky wook in me. I want to yeah. experiment on my <laughs> want to experiment on my coworkers now. Yes. In your scientific circles. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Donnie's developed Volume a new <laughs> He's developed a new scientific speciality. Yeah. <laughs> oh. well, I really want to see what this music's ramping up to. But <laughs> that's, that's another, another story. story. That shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.